Introduction and Dedication of Evelina This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Evelina or The History of a Young Lady's Entrance into the World Published in 1778 by Fanny Burney Original Inscription To Dr. Burney O oh, author of my being, far more dear to me than light, than nourishment or rest, Hygieia's blessings, rapture's burning tear, or the life-blood that mantles in my breast. If in my heart the love of virtue glows, T'was planted there by an unerring rule, From thy example the pure flame arose, Thy life my precept, thy good works, my school. Could my weak powers thy numerous virtues trace, By filial love each fear should be repressed, the blush of incapacity I'd chase, And stand, recorder of thy worth, confessed. But since my niggard stars that gift refuse, Concealment is the only boon I claim. Obscure be still the unsuccessful muse, Who cannot raise, but would not sink, thy fame. O, oh, of my life at once the source and joy, if e'er thy eyes these feeble lines survey, Let not their folly their intent destroy. Accept the tribute, but forget the lay. Original Dedication To the authors of the Monthly and Critical Reviews Gentlemen, the liberty which I take in addressing you, The trifling production of a few idle hours, will doubtless move your wonder and probably your contempt. I will not, however, with the futility of apologies, intrude upon your time, but briefly acknowledge the motives of my temerity, lest, by a premature exercise of that patience, which I hope will befriend me, I should lessen its benevolence and be accessory to my own condemnation. Without name, without recommendation, and unknown alike to success and disgrace, to whom can I so properly apply for patronage, as to those who publicly profess themselves inspectors of all literary performances? The extensive plan of your critical observations, which, not confined to works of utility or ingenuity, is equally open to those of frivolous amusement, and yet worse than frivolous, dullness, encourages me to seek for your protection, since, perhaps for my sins, it entitles me to your annotations. To resent, therefore, this offering, however insignificant, would ill become the universality of your undertaking, though not to despise it may, alas, be out of your power. The language of adulation, and the incense of flattery, though the natural inheritance and constant resource, from time immemorial, of the dedicator, to me offer nothing but the wistful regret that I dare not invoke their aid. Sinister views would be imputed to all I could say, since, thus situated, to extol your judgment would seem the effect of art, 
and to celebrate your impartiality be attributing to suspecting it as magistrates of the press and censors for the public to which you are bound by the sacred ties of integrity to exert the most spirited impartiality and to which your suffrages should carry the marks of pure dauntless irrefragable truth to appeal to your mercy were to solicit your dishonor and therefore though tis sweeter than frankincense more grateful to the senses than all the odorous perfumes of arabia and though it droppeth like the gentle rain from heaven upon the place beneath i court it not to your justice alone i am entitled and by that i must abide your engagements are not to the supplicating authors but to the candid public which will not fail to crave the penalty and forfeit of your bond no hackneyed writer inured to abuse and callous to criticism here braves your severity neither does a half-starved garreter obliged by hunger and request of friends implore your lenity your examination will be alike unbiased by partiality and prejudice no refractory murmuring will follow your censure no private interest will be gratified by your praise let not the anxious solicitude with which i recommend myself to your notice expose me to your derision remember gentlemen you were all young writers once and the most experienced veteran of your corps may by recollecting his first publication renovate his first terrors and learn to allow for mine for though courage is one of the noblest virtues of this nether sphere and though scarcely more requisite in the field of battle to guard the fighting hero from disgrace than in the private commerce of the world to ward off that littleness of soul which leads by steps imperceptible to all the base train of inferior passions and by which the too timid mind is betrayed into a servility derogatory to the dignity of human nature yet is it a virtue of no necessity in a situation such as mine a situation which removes even from cowardice itself the sting of ignominy for surely that courage may easily be dispensed with which would rather excite disgust than admiration indeed it is the peculiar privilege of an author to rob terror of contempt and pusillanimity of reproach here let me rest and snatch myself while i yet am able from the fascination of egotism a monster who has more votaries than ever did homage to the most popular deity of antiquity and whose singular quality is that while he excites a blind and involuntary adoration in almost every individual his influence is universally disallowed his power universally condemned and his worship even by his followers never mentioned but with abhorrence in addressing you jointly i mean but to mark the generous sentiments by which liberal criticism to the utter annihilation of envy jealousy and all selfish views ought to be distinguished i have the honor to be gentlemen your most obedient humble servant original preface in the republic of letters there is no member of such inferior rank 
or who is so much disdained by his brethren of the quill as the humble novelist nor is his fate less hard in the world at large since among the whole class of writers perhaps not one can be named of which the votaries are more numerous but less respectable yet while in the annals of those few of our predecessors to whom this species of writing is indebted for being saved from contempt and rescued from depravity we can trace such names as rousseau johnson marivo felding richardson and smollett no man need blush at starting from the same post though many nay most men may sigh at finding themselves distanced begin footnote however superior the capacities in which these great writers deserve to be considered they must pardon me that for the dignity of my subject i here rank the authors of rasselas and eloise as novelists End of footnote. the following letters are presented to the public for such by novel writers novel readers will be called with a very singular mixture of timidity and confidence resulting from the peculiar situation of the editor who though trembling for their success from a consciousness of their imperfections yet fears not being involved in their disgrace while happily wrapped up in a mantle of impenetrable obscurity to draw characters from nature though not from life and to mark the manners of the times is the attempted plan of the following letters for this purpose a young female educated in the most secluded retirement makes at the age of seventeen her first appearance upon the great and busy stage of life with a virtuous mind a cultivated understanding and a feeling heart her ignorance of the forms and inexperience in the manners of the world occasion all the little incidents which these volumes record and which form the natural progression of the life of a young woman of obscure birth but conspicuous beauty for the first six months after her entrance into the world perhaps were it possible to effect the total extirpation of novels our young ladies in general and boarding-school damsels in particular might profit from their annihilation but since the distemper they have spread seems incurable since their contagion bids defiance to the medicine of advice or reprehension and since they are found to baffle all the mental arts of physics save what is prescribed by the slow regimen of time and bitter diet of experience surely all attempts to contribute to the number of those which may be read if not with advantage at least without injury ought rather to be encouraged than condemned let me therefore prepare for disappointment those who in the perusal of these sheets entertained the gentle expectation of being transported to the fantastic regions of romance where fiction is colored by all the gay tints of luxurious imagination where reason is an outcast and where sublimity of the marvelous rejects all aid from sober probability the heroine of these memoirs young artless and inexperienced is no faultless monster that the world never saw but the offspring of nature and of nature in her simplest attire
In all the arts, the value of copies can only be proportioned to the scarcity of originals. Among sculptors and painters, a fine statue or a beautiful picture of some great master may deservedly employ the imitative talents of young and inferior artists, that their appropriation to one spot may not wholly prevent the more general expansion of their excellence. But among authors the reverse is the case, since the noblest productions of literature are almost equally attainable with the meanest. In books, therefore, imitation cannot be shunned too sedulously, for the very perfection of a model, which is frequently seen, serves but more forcibly to mark the inferiority of a copy. To avoid what is common, without adopting what is unnatural, must limit the ambition of the vulgar herd of authors. However zealous, therefore, my veneration of the great writers I have mentioned, however I may feel myself enlightened by the knowledge of Johnson, charmed with the eloquence of Rousseau, softened by the pathetic powers of Richardson, and exhilarated by the wit of Fielding and humor of Smollett, I yet presume not to attempt pursuing the same ground which they have tracked, whence, though they may have cleared the weeds, they have also culled the flowers, and though they have rendered the path plain, they have left it barren. The candor of my readers I have not the impertinence to doubt, and to their indulgence I am sensible I have no claim. I have, therefore, only to entreat, that my own words may not pronounce my condemnation, and that what I have here ventured to say in regard to imitation may be understood as it is meant, in a general sense, and not be imputed to an opinion of my own originality, which I have not the vanity, the folly, or the blindness to entertain. Whatever may be the fate of these letters, the editor is satisfied they will meet with justice, and commits them to the press, though hopeless of fame, yet not regardless of censure. End of the Introduction and Dedication